It's Jeff Manchet. I've been a long-time parishioner practically my whole life. Um, I've lived a pretty ordinary life except for a minor blip in college. I caught viral meningosophilitis. Many of you have prayed for me throughout the years to get better. And I got better, finished college, got my master. So what you see before you is the result of your prayers. So thank you. <laughs> um, I'm a librarian by degree, but I'm a technology integration specialist at the city colleges by day. Um, that's a long title for really all I do is I tutor teachers in technology. I'm a, basically I encourage people to do stuff that they can do themselves, but they sometimes need a little nudge. Everyone likes to feel that someone's with them. Um, so, what I help people with is unimportant. It's really the people that matter. It does matter if they come in for help with our course management system or they come in for just help with designing their lesson plans it, or just someone to say you're doing a good job and you're doing you're doing wonderful things and you should be proud. People need that. That's and that's what I do. One day in particular, I was rushing to catch my ride. I take paratransit, which means that um, the, there's a van that comes to pick you up. And sometimes the early and most often they're late. But if you're not there waiting for them, then you're made a no-show. And um, if you're made a no-show too many times, you don't get to take advantage of the service. So this one day, I was rushing around trying to get finished up, and they were late for me in the morning, so I knew they would be early in the afternoons, because that's the way um, so I was brushing around, finishing pretty graph, um, polishing report and replying to emails. One of our adjunct faculty, our part-time faculty came rushing in. Our part-time faculty often work two or three different jobs. So they have limited time. So 
she was trying to catch me before I left for the day. And after her class, her work day had ended. Um, she, she, she apologized profusely for coming in and disturbing me because I was at the computer. And I said, really, you're more important than the computer. And at that moment in time, I realized what I glibly said was the truth. I value people more than computer programs and stuff. Nothing I've ever done has been without God's presence. I've never felt alone, maybe neglected once, but really I think that was by design because I was forced to ask for something that I really, really would enhance my life. From when I was young, I always wanted to do everything myself. And now that's not always possible. And as a tech and spec, I help people every day. So I'd like to offer some of my observations about help. Um, offer and accept help graciously. Um, don't be afraid to help, but be aware that sometimes the help you give isn't always the help. Might actually be hurting the person. My husband and I sometimes go, oh, am I, he tells me, asks me, Am I helping or hurting you? And sometimes I say, you're hurting me, I can do it myself. <laughs> um, but to always ask for help if you need it. People are amazing, often wanting to help, but not always knowing how to ask or when to ask. Um, the rule I have with my faculty members is if you work 10 minutes on a problem, on a tool that you need to get your job done, come and ask me before you get too frustrated because I'm lazy. I don't want to talk them down. Rough from their anxiety besides solving their problem, I would rather just solve their problem quickly. <laughs> um, and help is not always delivered the way you want it, when you want it. The help you're given often isn't the help you think you need. Sometimes it's the help the giver needs to give. When I worked in Pilsen, I take the L home. And getting on and off the L is kind of a trick. 
in the wheelchair because um, there's gaps between the train and the platforms and they vary from an inch to five or six inches. And um, if, if the small wheels on the wheelchair get, go the wrong way, they get caught and they, you can end up face first on the platform, which is, isn't really good for the rest with the computers. It slows you all down. So, um, yeah, yeah, I would um, line up my wheels and prepare to launch myself off the train. But sometimes I had, um, well, two people, sometimes I had help, but there were two people in particular who would pass fight over helping me off the train. Um, this one lady would kind of hit all the other commuters with their bags and stuff <laughs> in her anxiousness to help me off the train. And sometimes, so sometimes being gracious and thankful for unwanted or unneeded help is a humbling response I got like calls me to. I was always prideful and headstrong, so I, and I wanted to do it myself, and I knew I could, but I had to take a step back and let them help me. And sometimes you have to be patient because we're all used to getting things instantly. So delay is hard to deal with. Being patient with the help, be patient with the help you're getting. And um, my advice is don't make life harder than it is. Try and look on the bright side, even if you can't always do it. I was affectionately sometimes exasperatingly known as look on the bright side kid from as far back as I remembered. Positive and negatives were intertwined together. Mom, mom would come home saying that so-and-so died, and I would say, oh, that's sad, but leaves her in heaven now. And sometimes she was like, what the heck? <laughs> Um, just this past month, my aunt was in town bemoaning the fact that her son was telling her 
The first beginning part of the story, Gated Curl worked out and worried, and then not, not always telling her how it ended, or not, not to worry, Mom. It's all solved. And I was like, well, Mary Beth, at least he's telling you part of his life. You should be happy with that. And she was like, oh, you are always the bright side kid. So she didn't always appreciate that. Um, when I had, when I was diagnosed with cancer, the doctor called me at work, um, saying that, you know, you had malignant tumor in you. That, and I was like, okay, so what do we do about that? And he was like, okay, you don't understand what malignant is. And I'm like, yeah, I do, but I'm ready to move on. So, so <laughs> I have this ability to say, okay, this is a bad situation, but sometimes you just move on quickly. Um, and I was my psychologist or psychiatrist, I don't know. When they get sick, they had me in rehab and um, they gave you all these different people to go and see. And um, the psychiatrist was like, you're not dealing with everything in the steps that we want, want you to do and you're not following the timelines. So uh, they were accusing me of being um, not realizing the seriousness. But, um, it's not that you don't realize the seriousness of something. Sometimes you're just following your own timeline. And that's what I did. Um, when I once went to a talk this spring and the speaker asked, who had an easy life? And my husband and I raised our hands because we didn't have anything. Um, we always had shelter, we always had clothing, we always had family, friends. But, um, it didn't fit into the speaker's narrative because she wanted to say how bad things were, so we were ignored. But I was like, 
least we're on the same page. <laughs> um, so, in conclusion, like in the healing the blind man from birth that Jesus did, uh, hopefully through me you can get a glimpse of God's work. So, what words of God are displayed in your life? The question is... Um, what words of God are displayed in you, through you? Oh, wow. What works of God are displayed in you? Yeah. Hmm. Your being up here is, is a work of God because I have known you for this all, all this time in the parish and, uh, and then I asked if you would come up and you said you would. This is a work of God. So your work of God is that you're bringing all these people together. Yes. <laughs> I'd say uh, leading Bible study and helping to evangelize people, bring them back to the faith. Good. Does anyone have any questions for me now that I put you at the spot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a question. So back to the teacher who came to you. Your, 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 your transportation is outside. You're wanting to get out there. So how much time did you spend with that person? Um, it wasn't very long. I don't... Honestly, I don't remember. I don't even remember what I t we talked about. I just remember I calmed her anxiety and she went away happy and confident that she could solve the well, problem. Well, let me ask it to you like this. Um, did you give her enough time? Oh, yes. And she sensed that and appreciated that. And meanwhile, your ride is out there, so did you catch the ride? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> we have wonderful security at um, right, and they wouldn't, they're mighty protective of me. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't ever mess with the security guards. <laughs> <clears throat> Speaking of security guards, your husband was a former policeman. So, how does he affect your life? Only oh, makes it better. What he did isn't as important as how he makes me feel. He makes me laugh at myself. <laughs> <laughs>